Hello everyone and welcome to the brand new podcast, The Crackalack Connection. Uh, I'm here with Lord Kalak and myself, Cornfed Cracker 93 and we're going to uh, talk about a few games today. Uh, I don't know, first one I got on my list here is Destiny. Uh, so, Destiny came out in uh, September 9th of 2014, but has had uh, multiple DLCs since then. Uh, the first one, I believe, was uh, a couple of small ones that they had in there, but the first big one was the, uh, the Taken King, and they just came out with the uh, Rise to Iron. So, uh, I don't know what, what you want to talk about from here. That's well, I think the biggest thing is, is you know, of course, with the Destiny being what it is, uh, you know, it, it came out with a lot of praise, a lot of high hopes, but I think we can safely say that it didn't quite meet those expectations. Um, overall, it's, you know, it's a good game, but uh, definitely left, left you lacking in certain things. Um, I think we enjoyed it for maybe a couple of weeks. Um, and then it kind of went downhill from there. Oh yeah, from watching the uh, trailer, I was really excited for the game, and then when the game kind of released, it was more... I guess it didn't deliver on some of the things that we thought it would. It wasn't the MMO-style game that we were... Oh, you mean the MMO-style that just basically doesn't exist? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I think the biggest problem was, too, is that you were limited on the number of people that you could play with in a yeah. group. So if you're used to playing things like Call of Duty, Battlefield, uh, any number of other games, you know, you can get pretty much everybody together and, and, and make a large group with it and, and you know, play it. This one, it limited you, and yet it was supposed to be so open world that, yeah, you saw some other people playing, but really had no no bearing on what you did. Yeah. So, um, well, and they kind of uh, produced it as a uh, free roam style game where it kind of ended up as, well, it was only as free roam as the mission that you were playing in. Yeah. It and was. The, the, the only hub you had to actually meet other people was, was on the moon, and that basically consisted of a few dance moves, a couple of standard gestures, yeah. and that's about it. Um, and the sad thing of it is, at least I know for, for us and the group we play in, uh, even doing the multiplayer online, like team deathmatch type stuff, didn't really have any interest for us. It just the, the game dropped off that quickly. Not to say the game didn't have its own, uh, you know, own style. Own, own, you know, there were some cool things about the game, but you could definitely see where it was really. Uh, kind of copied after Halo and, 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 yeah. and design and things like that. But And the story was just kind of all over the place at times. Yeah, it says it has... Uh, it says Destiny's first DLC pack, The Dark Below, was released on December 9th, 2014. I haven't. I don't have the season pass. I know that you have the uh, Taken King and more yeah, of I've, them. Yeah, I have a few others. I've, I've gone past uh, the first, Into the Dark Below. I've done most of that. I haven't gotten into the, the next one after that with the Taken King. Um, you know, again, there's some really cool elements to this game. The classes are kind of interesting. Uh, their, their, their abilities are neat to use, but that's pretty much where the rest of the game just kind of falls short. There's not enough of an element of uh, change in the game. You know, the game's been out now, like I said, since uh, 2014, but at the same time, most of the stuff they added in there didn't really change the dynamics of the game. Well, we had the uh, Taken King come out almost, well, almost a year to the day uh, of Destiny's original release. Where you know they added a bunch of extra content, but it it seems like they're staying with this game, adding stuff to it. 
well, and I think there was such a backlash from the community, but I mean, there's already rumors that have gone around that they're already working on Destiny 2. So it's kind of like this really more or less became an afterthought yeah. after they decided, okay, this, this wasn't going to work. Or was it was released and not being able to be released the way they really want it, but they went with it anyway and kind of looked at it like, well, we'll fix it on the next one. You know, after everybody shelled out all their money, uh, it, it's it's an okay game. If you know, if you if you're into the, these kind of games and you're just looking for something a little bit different, you don't really care if you go on there and play with anybody and you just kind of like the sci-fi, you know, action shooter type things. Then then Destiny's fine. You know, it's fine to pick up every once in a while, go in and just see what's new and and, and just roll with it and just shoot some stuff up. But it's not one of my top popular games. Well, it's funny, you know, too, with Destiny. Uh it released in 2014. They had the big uh, DLC content come out in 2015 with The Taken King, and now it's been almost another year. It's September 2016 where they released another DLC with The Rise of Iron where there was nothing in between. They had, did one big patch where they yeah. fixed a bunch of things. Yeah, they, they did add a... Um, there were a couple of raids, I think, that they had put in there yeah. to kind of tide things over. But again, there's there's no longevity with the game. I mean, realistically, if you were to go out and get all the content today, you know, you could easily sit down within a day or the next two days and get this game done and over with in, in almost no time at all. So... But again, you know, it's, it's a first-person shooter-style game, and you know, if you kind of like Halo and kind of like Call of Duty, this is kind of that match in between there with a few extra little things thrown in. How do you think that uh, Destiny kind of relates to games like uh, Battlefield 4 and Battlefield 1 now that have just come out? Uh, uh, I would definitely say that, you know, Destiny is one of those games that, you know, it has its own little niche because you can't really, to me, you can't compare them to things like Battlefield 1, Call of Duty, uh, you know, uh, even with the new Overwatch that's out, you know, it's just, it's there. Um, it's got a little bit of elements of both. I think the biggest thing is, and most people probably would agree, is that it just, all the hype that was given to you at the beginning when they told you what this game was going to be, in everybody's mind, you were expecting much more than what you got. And then when you didn't get it, I think a lot of people were kind of like, you know, whatever. And then, you know, you were still being told, well, it's coming, these are the things that we're doing, and you're not getting that. You know, you're getting these few updates here and there, which usually amounts to they, you know, extend levels or they, you know, new weapons or this, that, and the other, a new way of getting, you know, light or this, that, and the other. But in the end, it's still just the same gameplay that you've been doing. So, so we brought up Battlefield. Now, you've played Battlefield, you know, for... Ever since the original oh, yeah, type game, yeah, I've, I've played Battlefield since you know it pretty much first came into being. Um, you know, I've always been into you know these types of games, but not always you know online gaming. You know, I've played things on the PC such as Delta Force. Yep. You know, uh, those kind of games, which again, first-person shooters, <laughs> but completely different than Battlefield or, or Call of Duty or those. But you know, in Battlefield, you know, they've gone through its ups and downs with you know different you know inceptions of the game. You know, and, and of course, who could forget the you know launch of Battlefield Four when you now that was took them almost to, you know six months to eight months before they got the game under control. It still has issues, but uh, great game overall. Um, I think that was one of the games we've played the most out of yep. actually any game. Yeah, and I made my start on Battlefield Three, yep. and I mean there were still bugs in Battlefield Three yeah, when uh, but Battlefield Battle- Three basically. 
I don't. I guess there's still people playing Battlefield oh, there Three, is, yeah. but there's, there's still. I've gone on there a few times and, and just to see what's going on. But again, to to go back to playing Battlefield Three versus you know Battlefield Four, it's two different beasts. But um, but they were both you know enjoyable. You know, and then of course through Battlefield Four, you know, you ended up with Battlefield Hardline, which again launch was fine. Uh, the campaign was great. Uh, Hardline, I feel, was a little bit more it was flawless uh, they, yeah, release than on the release, four was. Sure, but um, it definitely had its issues with you know spawning and, and certain other things. Took took a little bit longer for me to warm up to that one, but you know by the time we, we get through Battlefield Four Hardline, we're now into Battlefield One. Uh, Battlefield One is uh, you know it's really its own unique game in and of itself, separating itself really from Battlefield Four and, and Hardline. Now, how does Battlefield 4 and Battlefield 1, some of these newer games, relate back to Bad Company? I know there was more destruction well, back then. Uh, the thing that, that goes back with the other Battlefield games was actually more on the campaign. Yeah. Because in those campaigns, you had um, specific characters, and they told their stories. And then they had their kind of versions of online stuff. And really, when you get into Battlefield Bad Company 2... That's where they got into the whole character classes, but you had destructibility in, in the buildings. So most buildings in, in there, um, you could completely destroy. I mean, literally yep. level them from top floor all the way down to the bottom. See, so and not having that in these games now, it's like, well, you have these levolution-type things where yeah. things will happen throughout the the match itself yeah. or even you know small things like in Hardline there was one where the uh, crane would fall down yeah. I know in uh, Battlefield 4 there was one where the uh, ship would come in and hit yeah. the shore there on one well, of the naval of course, you know, maps uh, Siege, for Shang- uh, Siege of Shanghai there uh, you know you had the skyscraper that would come down yeah. and crash down and, and those are good elements for the game um, more so in Battlefield 4 than Hardline. Hardline didn't really have the real hardcore evolution where it really kind of changed the dynamic of the whole map. Uh, Battlefield 4, you know, Siege of Shanghai, it literally changed how the map was played at that point because it, it literally destroyed a good section of it. All the dust and stuff it threw into the air for a while, I mean, that even changed your visual, being able to see what, you know, is around you. So, I mean, that changed a whole lot of things. The problem we found with games like that is, is that it had a lot of glitches. It would cause problems. Um, it was something they really had to work around, and eventually they did. Um, so I think they, they took a step back from that with Hardline, put certain things in just to have something happen. But overall, if you'd have left them out, it wouldn't have really changed how you played the game. Yeah, and I guess there's a there's an element in there with these big things will happen and everything throughout the game, but then there's some little things like uh, such as throwing a grenade against a wall and the grenade doesn't take out a piece or a chunk of the wall. Yeah. Sometimes it leaves yeah. just a black mark. I yeah. guess. No, it's you know. It's I guess that's what to expect with games, yeah. but I mean it's the same thing when you can sit there and you know shoot up a vehicle one minute you know and see all the bullet holes and damage you do to it, and then when you come back by it again on the map later on, it's just fine. Yeah. You know, or same with it with a building. You know, you just shot a fifty caliber round into a cement block and it puts a big hole there, but you swing by later on and it's miraculously healed. But see, I never played the Bad Company series, so I haven't really like seen a map where it's completely like leveled off. Yeah, most where everything's. Most of the maps and stuff that they kept in there were, um, you know, like in the uh, kind of like the desert settings, they were all just these these single small buildings. So most of them you, you could completely just destroy with your tanks and stuff. The ones that you couldn't, 
there really wasn't it was kind of like a building being made in progress so it was just like steel beams with some cement walls and things like that you could blow the cement walls out but the the steel structure stayed but there really was no cover there so i mean if you were hiding up there you know behind a wall well that wall can be removed um but then after that people can see you so it really just wasn't anything that it didn't hurt that you couldn't destroy it but all the other buildings you know and some of them were were two and three stories high and you literally could could just destroy it and it's gone um so if if the if you were playing like say you know a conquest map or something you know you literally could just destroy all the buildings in the area and and there'd be nothing there to hide behind. you're hiding in rubble at that point well and you see i i like some of the uh things that you can do with the battlefield games now where uh, more so i guess battlefield one now that we've got a little play time under our belt on that game it's kind of when you do do destruction to a building, it makes it a, its own new element of how you can take cover in that building. I notice that you know some tanks will go right through the building and stuff like that and clean the whole side out, and then there's some that you'll you'll blow up and they'll leave chunks there that you can still you know hide behind. It kind of shifts the map a little bit, and I guess the the cool thing about the battlefield games now is that no match is ever the same thing as what you played before because right not not normally but you know again like you brought up the fact that like you can destroy a small building and you'll still have pieces of it jutting out but yet you can hit it with the tank and it won't it won't break yeah. it it actually stops It'll your, stop tank. your tank yeah um kind of hard you just to, flew uh, through one of the other walls well, uh grand theft auto comes to mind you yeah. can sit there with a with a car and you can you can knock out a, a street light or, or, a, or a signal light but yet you hit a street sign and it stops your car yeah. dead it's like what <laughs> what's up with that i mean come on now you know and grand theft auto is a prime example of of you know physics that they put into the game as close to real life as they can yep. you know with the setting and, and everything that you can do but like you can blow through certain you know barricades with no problem but you can't go through a guardrail or a telephone pole you can't even snap and break a telephone pole off <laughs> you know i mean come on you know if i'm driving down the road in an 18 wheeler you know i should be able to hit that telephone pole and break it but so uh, with uh, battlefield 1 <coughs> more specifically that was released on october 21st 2016 when i actually originally wrote out the bulletins that we're looking at it was before the actual release date so we hadn't played it yet. So no. there's a lot more things I guess we could probably say now than what I had to talk about before. Uh, so something that caught me off guard, I know when I first picked up the game without having watched a lot or you know read a lot about it, was the uh, differences in the classes. You don't have your set as much as your set classes in like your medic support, uh, engineer, they're they're revamped a little bit, and yeah. I know like when you get into certain vehicles, you start off with a different uh, weapon set. Uh, yeah. I don't know how to really, I, I don't know how I like those changes well, because I don't always necessarily spend a lot of time in the vehicles. Yeah, the whole I mean, game. If, if you don't, yeah, if you're not using the vehicles a whole lot, then you won't really have to worry about those classes. I guess the good thing about those is, is that I, I know that you know the the times that we've played and we've been in the tank. You know, whoever's got in the tank, you know, actually during the beta it was kind of funny because you know the tank driver. One of the things they could do is they could repair the vehicle while they were there, but they could also drop out uh, payloads so that you could rearm yourself. Well, I've noticed now since launch, they don't do it that way anymore. If you just stop shooting, you'll start regenerating your, your ammo faster. Yeah. I kind of liked it back the other way, you know, where it kind of <laughs> gave the, the driver of the, of the vehicle, you know, it gave him some more things to do and responsibilities and things yeah. like that. And it kind of controlled, 
you know, look, in order for him to stop and reload my weapons, we've got to, we've got to be somewhere so he can do that. You know, so it kind of gave you that more of a tactical type feel about it that you had to, to, to strategize about what you're doing. You know, if he's got to stop and repair the vehicle, well, he can stop, drop his, his payload so that we can rearm while he's fixing the vehicle. Yep. Now it's just we'll stop shooting and, and, and you get miraculously get your ammo back. Well, I know it used to be like we'd use the vehicles as kind of like spawn points. Yes. To where, okay, well, even if us ourselves and our squad wasn't in that tank, yeah. you could jump into that tank to get to a place you wanted to be quicker. Right. Right. Now it's like you have to rethink this a little bit because, yeah. and I haven't messed with the customization of the uh, initial vehicle you know, classes that you have. You might be able to set it up so if you wanted to spawn in with the same thing that you had in your assault class or your support yeah. class, you'd be able to do that. I haven't really messed with it too much, but I know that I've tried to do this once, you know, hop into a tank for a spawn location, hop out. I don't have the class that I really want right. to use, so right. you have to really kind of rethink what, yeah, how you're you going to go into battle here. Right, and you can't dump that, that loadout. Exactly. Now, you could kill somebody and pick up their loadout, which, yep. you know, if it, but again, you don't know what they've got for equipment or you know what they're using for you know extras but um you know but overall i think battlefield one is, is a great game it definitely i to me anyway i see big differences between battlefield four hardline and battlefield one battlefield one definitely gives you the feel that you are in a war and you're on the battlefield now part of that is due to the maps and, and in a sense the scenarios that we're playing in which are reenactments in a sense of actual battles that happened in World War One. Battlefield 4 was still kind of, uh, yeah, there was all kinds of troops on the field, a lot of equipment, things like that, but it, it was still more of, it felt more of like a, you know, a skirmish kind of a thing than, than the whole, you know, thing that's going on in, in Battlefield 1. And, and part of it, I think, too, is, is the background. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, a lot of people probably don't necessarily just take a lot of time and uh, look at the battle, the, the battles that are going on in the background that really have nothing to do with the overall game, but it gives you that sense of Realism. this is war. Yep. You know, what, what's going on in that background is, is in a sense uh, another battle that somebody else is doing, you know, while you guys are just kind of sitting here dealing with this part of the battle, but you've got a battle going on. Whereas Battlefield 4, it was just, well, here's your battlefield. Everybody goes out and you're just shooting and killing yep. each other. That's it. Yep. You know, so um, the the battles kind of tell a story more now than what well, they, they do. Uh, they do. They used yeah. to. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think it's a big change too. You're going from a, a, a games, you know, such as Battlefield Four Hardline, where you're using modern day weaponry with a lot of um, you know modern tech attachments that go with it, and then you go to Battlefield One, and you're not. I mean, most of your weapons. That's it. You got iron sights. Now, do you think it was more risky for Battlefield to have taken a leap from what Battlefield 4 was and more of the modern era back to World War 1? I? I know that somebody my age, I don't know a whole lot about World War 1 that hasn't been taught to me throughout school and stuff like that. Well, and do you think that the making of this Battlefield 1 was almost like easier to make it so Battlefield 1 was kind of a well it's been more of a flawless release than what we've seen from EA and DICE in years. Well I think part of it is is that they, they, they left out a lot of the Levolution type stuff. This is just straight up combat. Yeah. You can destroy some buildings, you can do so much, this that and the other, park up you know, the, the ground with, with tank shells or what, you know, leave, leave divots and craters and all this kind of stuff. See, I don't I know if they removed the revolution or if they hid them better. Because I know that with well, some of the no, they, uh, maps, they, like the big, uh, what do you call them, the big uh, 
balloon thing that comes in. I can't think of the name of it right off the top of my head. Oh, the dirigibles? Yeah. The, the blimps. The, yeah. yeah, the big, the, well, the, the huge blimp that comes down in one oh, of the... Oh, yeah, uh, in the other one, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of like a Levolution type it thing, is, but, but it's but more it's, hidden. It's, it's a useful well, thing. And it's, it's one of those things, too, where, you know, again, you don't have anything like the Levolution from Battlefield 4 and Battlefield 1. No. Which means less resources it has to basically deal with as far as with the game running. Um, <clears throat> so it's a lot easier to sit there and have a lot of, like, say, single-story or two-story buildings that you can blow the top of it off yeah. and then cave in some of the bottom floor but still primarily leave everything there. Less evolution that way, yeah. which means your maps are able to render better, everything processes a lot cleaner. Um, you know, I, I've watched uh, you know people play the 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 sixty four on sixty four, which is is a huge battle. Yeah, and I mean huge. You know, and for those of us that have you know mostly played on console, you know, you play Call of Duty. It's you, you got you got you know at the most you got nine on nine. Yeah, you know, and then even playing you know traditional Call of Duty on, on smaller conquest and stuff, you you still were held to minimal amounts of number. But now when you can play, you've got sixty four on sixty four. That's a lot more people, a lot more stuff going on without a lot of that levolution stuff in there it handles yep. better yep so I, I think most people <clears throat> that have followed the battlefield series probably don't really care that they did a world war one yeah i think the game plays well enough i think um you know there no game's perfect so some people aren't going to like how the, the vehicles work. I know I'm, I'm not a particular fan of the horse. Uh, yeah. The horse has way too many hit points. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, but, you know, if I, if I take my, my machine gun and I pretty much empty almost 100 rounds towards the horse and stuff, I, somebody's got to die. Well, and usually you, know? you, start and look, you stop and look at the history of World War One When there was a cavalry, it was more than one horse at a time. Yeah. So when they um, went down, you know, it wasn't a huge hit. It was, okay, this huge, massive line of horses coming at you. To yeah. Where um, yeah, so there were certain things I could almost see them maybe not putting the horses in. Or you should have a lot more of them in there to spawn yeah. with. You know, you should be able to, in a sense, you can almost Make it have easier. a yeah. squad size, yep. you know, horse group or something. Um, I don't like some of the placements of the flags, um, especially if you don't end up with any vehicles. I've noticed yeah. a few times when we've we've played and we start right out in the match, um, if if the vehicles are gone before you get there, you know, load in or whatever, for you to try and run to even get one of the flags, yeah, you're gonna miss it. And and there have been times we've missed two or three flags just because we're still trying to run somewhere. Yep. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> or you know, you just get to one other flag and the one yeah. that you were just at is now getting it's gone. taken. Um, so some of the placements are are definitely way out there. Yeah. Um, I don't really kind of see why they, they do that. but that's, Well, and, that's and now you kind of realize in an aspect, of course, World War One didn't have as many vehicles as you would have in previous games because, you know, they weren't around back then. No, I mean, tanks technically were, were one of those things where, you know, they, they came about, but they, they were lumbering and, and slow and, and actually easy to kind of destroy because they were kind of setting targets. Well, and it's funny because um, the and, first... And you see that in the game, actually. You can see that yep. outside of the heavy ones, most of the light ones, it doesn't take much to destroy them. Yeah. Um, well, I know that uh, in the campaign, one of the first missions you play in the campaign side of Battlefield 1, your tank is, you know, almost destroyed. It's pretty well yeah. broken up. It's not working right. Yeah. So, uh, I, as a campaign 
playing it and everything, you know, like I said, my generation's kind of, we don't know much about World War One, despite, you know, what we've learned in school and yeah. stuff. Yeah, no, so to kind of play the game and to see some of these things, you really see, you know, how brutal, in a sense, that World War yeah. One well, was because it think was the more biggest, boots on the ground. Yeah, I, and I think the biggest thing that they did with this game, which in a sense is kind of surprising, but is the gas, mm-hmm. the mustard gas. You know, the addition of having to put a gas mask on, um, you know, or be choked out and killed because of it is is kind of neat. Um, you know, in most modern-day games, uh, actually really outside of, um, well, let's see, was it Black Ops had... Uh, had a gas grenade that you yep. could use. Yeah, had some kind of um, funny. But you know, really, when it comes right down to it, most of them don't use any type of, of yep. gas grenades, or let alone give you something that allows you to protect yourself. Yep. See now, in in, uh, in Black Ops, um, I don't think you had anything that protected you from that. Yep. You know. Um, well, I know that uh, the Scout class definitely. I, of course, I played mostly as Scout throughout the entire time we've been playing multiplayer since the release. Yeah. Because I enjoy playing it more. But uh, you still have the gas mask, but it's harder to use. Well, yeah, because you when you, you, you can't, can't rely on your sights. zooming, yeah, yeah, you can't aim down sights with the which you know is accurate because unfortunately you know I've, I've, I've had real gas masks on before and you can't see yep. really much of anything even, well, you even, even think the it modern be. ones now but back then even more so because again it was still something that they were developing to deal with the fact that the, the enemies were using gas against them so you know the idea that they said well look you know we're going to let them have the gas masks but you really can't aim down the sights with it because the mask gets in the way yeah. And you've got very narrow vision when that's on, so it adds a, a realism element to a, to a game that's yeah. you know not real. But well, and it's kind of you you wouldn't think it would be difficult as you're playing to hit a button and throw a gas mask on, but when you're in the mix of you know a firefight or whatever you're in, it adds your attention has to go to something else, and it's like okay, well it adds kind of an element yeah, to right. where you have to be able to multitask. Yeah. Okay. And obviously if you're getting hit by that gas, there's an enemy close enough that threw it out that, yeah. you know. Now, unfortunately, one of the things that they don't do is, is the realism behind it is, is that if you've already been exposed to that gas yeah. in real life, you're, you're, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, you don't whether, have a Whether you've got the gas mask on <laughs> or not, yeah, there, there's, no, there's no, uh, no coming back from that. But, but uh, definitely one thing I wanted to point out is that this game seems to have been one of the... Uh, the best released games and dice that an EA have put out in quite yeah. some time. Yeah, definitely. That's I mean, uh, Titanfall was right up there too. Uh, yeah. The first Titanfall. Yeah. I mean, that game was pretty well. Didn't have any issues. Yeah, the first I game. Any, I don't even believe there was any issues at launch. <laughs> and it uh, much started right up and went. Now Titanfall Two is out. It is uh, yep. October thirtieth. I didn't mention that earlier, but yeah, October. Uh, Titanfall 2 has been out uh, a couple of days now, so yeah. we've had some time to play that, and that's pretty well. I mean, I haven't had issues with that game either. There's a no. one, it's either a quirk or just uh, maybe that's how it's supposed to work. I don't know, but with the network system, I found that creating a network and going into battle, sometimes you have to back out in order to get back into another one right. with your entire crew again. I don't know if that's a. Uh, if that's a server issue or yeah, what it is, but that's the only thing as far as playing. Yeah, no. I've never had any playing issues. Played fine. Everything seems to be running smooth. No really major glitches for, for any of that stuff. Um, 
you know, and, and again, if, you, if you're into gigantic robots and shooting people, Titanfall 2 is right there. I mean, it will deliver it. Uh, one thing I haven't done yet uh, is, is, is uh, and again, I don't know if these are each, each Titan is able to do it, but the wall running with a Titan. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even know if I've seen that yet. No, I, I haven't seen it either. I mean, normally it's most of the battles we've been into when, when you're dropping Titans, um, you're in the mix, you know. So there ain't really a whole lot of. Usually, if you're moving, it's just to get out of the line of fire and and, and you know recover a little bit. But game is is playing pretty well. I, I'm I'm happy with uh, some of the changes that they've made from the original Titanfall. And and not that that Titanfall had any problems really, but I would have to say, as far as a game goes, it was pretty just bland. I mean, it yep. was a very basic game. To me, I, I think it's one of those games that to introduce somebody to these kind of games, I think that was the type of game to go with. Yep. Yeah, it was more... I know Titanfall, the original one was, I guess, it was fast-paced, but it wasn't... I don't know how to describe it. It was fast-paced as far as the game. But it was manageable. But it, Yeah, it was manageable. easily manageable. Yeah. And it was pretty well self-explanatory. I guess that would be the, uh, the best yeah. I mean, it was, it, was it. it was so basic because there wasn't a lot in the game you had to deal with. Yeah, there I mean, was you few. Pick, you picked a weapon. There was you few guns. Some, some things you, you had your burn cards, which yeah. I suppose for somebody that's not into these games a whole lot, they probably would skip the burn cards. Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, most of the burn cards in there weren't really worth using half the time. Well, I don't I, think. I like how they changed so. the burn cards to the uh, new boost system. To yeah, which you, basically just gives you yeah. you pick which power, and that's that's the good thing too is that if you find one you like, you just get to stick with it. Yeah, you don't have to worry about burning it and then waiting to get another one. Yeah. It's just pick an ability. Well, I know because the uh, burn cards used to be for me kind of an oversight unless you really yeah. were paying attention to them. Yeah, you didn't or, really well, select one or, or didn't really if you use got the them. ones that you liked. Otherwise, you know, well, that's the thing too. A lot of them are like amped weapons. Mm. Well, now you get automatically just by achieving things in the game, you automatically get an amped weapon. Yep. So you don't need the burn cards. Yep. Now you could turn those burn cards and sell them and get cash to buy other things, but now you don't have to do that. Now you unlock camos and skins and things like that just by completing challenges and using the weapons, titans, or things like that. Well, um, one of the big things added with Titanfall 2 was the uh, campaign. I know you've had a chance to play yep, some of the yep, campaign. Um, probably about they used to have some type of campaign in Titanfall, well, but it, it wasn't, wasn't really... it wasn't really a campaign. What it was was they just gave you a little bit of story yeah, thing with it. A multiplayer-type story. As you idea. went into the match. Which um, I didn't mind. It, was a, no. it would be a cool take if they had kept the same element in there, but had the cutscenes yeah. in between and then threw you into a match. I think if they'd have started right off the bat with Titanfall having a campaign... I think it would help you kind of identify with characters, places, yeah. and the feel of the world that they're in. Yeah. Because you would have gotten to be familiar with, with, with whether the protagonists or whoever, you know, whichever side of the story they wanted to start with. And then by the time Titanfall 2 came around, you could have, you know, now you're, you're feeling a little bit more. Yeah. So to me, it's a little bit late to kind of be starting that. And, and when you look at what the campaign really is, it's short. Yeah, it's not a super long campaign, but it, it's it's interesting. It's neat. It's it's good to have it in there. Well, and it kind of it it is kind of weird to have a game like Titanfall released without any uh, sort of story element to it that doesn't give you like a backstory as to how this Titan type well, thing came well, about. Just, just or, the world, yeah, in, in and of itself. You know, it was funny because I remember when Titanfall first came out. You know, in some of the load screens, you know, it showed them with big airships and what looked to be like you know 
their fighter jets yep. or, or space fighters, and you're thinking, well, okay, so I mean, obviously, this is this is a large organization. It's this, you know, interstellar. I mean, they, yep. they're on other planets, and yet, yeah, you really don't get. We don't know anything you about. Don't know yeah. a whole lot about it. You don't know this, that, and the other. So, and maybe the story mode as you go on will kind of give you. I, I think more I think of an idea. Kind of it does. I think it, it really is just kind of about the the guy that you know. Basically, what it amounts to is he, he wasn't a Titan pilot, but suddenly became one because, well, the guy that was, you know, on his side died, and he took over as Titan. Yeah. So, you know, typical story plot type thing. It's like, well, you didn't earn it, but you're getting it. Now yeah. you'll earn and, you know, find out who you are and, 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 you know, save the day and be the hero kind of a thing, which is which is fine. That That's a standard staple in a lot of games. Yep. A lot of games use that kind of uh, setting. But, you know, overall it's smooth. The controls are smooth. Um, I, I just, to be honest with you, I, I'm, I've been very happy with just using this, my standard pilot. That, you know, I call them the assault class. <clears throat> using the first assault rifle. Uh, the uh, I use the Ion Titan. Yep. And I'm very pleased with the way a setup yep. is and how things are going. I haven't really felt like I needed to change. I've, I've played the sniper, um, and I've just used, uh, actually last night for Matto and I unlocked the, uh, is it the Legion? Yep. I, yep. I used him. It unlocks that level He's slow. 15, I think. Um, yep. He has no dash capability. Yep. Um, kind of need him with the vortex shield that goes over yep. his weapon, his chain gun when he fires. But, you know, they each to their own. And, and I think the good thing now is with Titanfall 2 versus the first one is, is you do have a lot more options. Yep. Um, don't like the fact you can't switch out Titan weapons to use with other Titans. But yeah, they that... kind of devised it so that each Titan was built behind the weapons that they use. Yep. Yeah, so we talked about this chassis. a little bit this morning. Yeah. yeah. The... It, um, so it, it is kind of a bummer because I wouldn't mind seeing some of the guns used with some of the other Titans. Well, like, like you my could favorite, the first one. Yeah, yeah, my favorite gun is is the chain gun yeah. that you get with the uh, believe the Legion character. Legion. Yeah. Well, I can't use the chain gun right now because right. I haven't unlocked a Legion character right. yet. So, yeah. but yeah, they have given them their own identity, kind of like how Black Ops Three does with their normal people that you use. They have a class like the. Uh, the girl there uses the uh, grenade launcher, and that's yep. her thing. And right. but yeah, I don't mind the way they've done that. No, it's, it works. Yeah, it works. And, and I think what it is is, is you know really when it comes down to it, you find a titan in a system that you like. You level it, and that's a good thing too. Is you level it up, you do unlock either you know more things to enhance that particular titan and his weapons. Yep. Or you get some other options that you can switch out. So the thing of it is, you can eventually get it to the way you want it. You, you'll learn to build that titan out to use it effectively and. You know, eventually, if you play them all enough, you'll 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 get that with with each Titan. And the cool thing of it is, is that you know you literally can just kind of sit there with the pilot and his loadout, and then that particular Titan, and you can build it up to the point where it's maxed out. Well, it's not over with. Yeah. You can then go and, and learn how to use another Titan, and, and I like how they've got the Titans kind of set up with the ease of uh, or difficulty of use. Yep. You know, like, so, you know, your standard ones, are, are they're just straightforward. There's really nothing super fancy about them. They just, these are their capabilities. This is what they can do. Other Titans are a little bit more trickier to use. A lot of your, yep. you know, because they may not have as much armor. But they're faster. Their weapons may not be great at long range. So you have to learn how to use that Titan yep. in close quarters. Yep. You know, and maybe you don't like that, so you just stick with what you like. But they give you that option. And my understanding is eventually there will be a total of eight Titans, I think. Yep. Now, I think with the DLC I coming out. Right, but I, and 
and I may be wrong, but my understanding was is they were supposed to have the original three in there. Yeah, that might come. They might have a DLC plan where it's like uh, an anniversary type DLC right. where they so have some know, of the old maps. I don't know in. if those other three Titans that are coming out are the ones that actually are finishing it off because I think as it stands now, there's what six in there already. Yeah, and if right. I remember correctly, there's no season pass. You get all the uh, no, DLC. I think whatever they come it's all included. Is, yeah, it's all included. So, so that that's good. So we talked about the DLC and everything. Uh, you know what you get, and that you don't really have to pay anything extra for all the DLC content that you get in the game. Uh, what do you think about map sizes and how it affects the uh, multiplayer gameplay throughout uh, all these maps that they have in the game so far in Titanfall? Well, I think the the big thing is is that what we learned from the first Titanfall versus this one is that they've made the maps big enough now that your titans actually have room to maneuver and, and work in. I think we've always kind of had the, the issue in the, the first Titanfall that it got a little cramped if everybody on the team suddenly had their titans involved and you just you couldn't move around a whole lot. Um, now the maps are big enough for the titans to, to do what they need to do, which by and large allows the maps to be bigger and more maneuverable for the pilots when you're not in your titan. So you're not really, so far we haven't seen any uh, spawn killing. No. You know, as of such, you know, the guys are able to, you can move around the map pretty well and, and still have a lot of coverage, a lot of open spaces to move around. Use the mechanics that they built in the game, such as, you know, using the grapple lines and things like that. Um, so I think it's a plus. I think it's, it's an improvement. Well, and obviously Titanfall being the game that it is, where you do use the titans, you need to have a big enough map where those titans are, you know, eight times the size of your normal pilot. Yeah. So to have the map size that actually accommodates them, it's almost a titan playground, really. When you look at it, the uh, pilots are literally just pawns until they get their pilot. The, they're a titan, yeah. and then they're, yeah. you know, obviously the titans become the uh, your new soldier that you're first person shooting with. Yeah, and and again, I think I think we've seen a lot of upgrades, a lot of improvements for the, the pilots as, as well as the Titans. Um, you know, even to the size of the Titans, you know, you have your your, uh, your medium-sized Titans as far as, the, you know, they're, they're built for more or less the speed and stuff. There's room for them to be able to run around while all the big boys are on the maps as well. You know, so depending upon what people pick, you know, I mean, it, it's, it, it just gets less congested in there, which is good. Well, you know, I, I think it's... Uh Looking at the way the game plays sometimes, of course, we haven't played the uh, game modes where you don't have any Titans at all. I haven't, at no, least. I no, I haven't either. We haven't together, so I don't know what it would feel like and how it changes the map when you don't have those Titans involved, whether it makes the map smaller, because I notice when you play with the Titans in the game, it's almost the pilots that... you. The pilots, when you're using just them, sometimes it's easier for another pilot to sneak in. And with all the action going on, sometimes it hauls your attention one way instead of noticing that there's another pilot coming up behind you that's ready to take you out. Or well, I think the good thing of it is, too, is, I mean, obviously if you know roughly how many Titans are on the field at any given time, unless they're being piloted with, you know, controlled with the pilot not being inside, you kind of have a rough idea of, of you know, how many guys should be running around. I think the game and the maps kind of lend themselves to everybody seems to congregate where the action is. Yep. So even if you you haven't called in your Titan yet, um, you still know roughly know where everybody is because 
of the, you know, just like they had in the first one, you have your, as a pilot, you have your anti-tank uh, Titan weapon. Yep. You know, um, now the good thing with that is those seem to work much better than they did in the first one. I, I was able actually to finish off a Titan by using the grenade launcher. Yep. Um, so the Titan weapons actually hurt the Titans. Yep. To the point where they're taking damage, they pay attention to you, they'll try and eliminate you. Whereas before, the stuff kind of just... Yeah, whatever. It was a nuisance, but they didn't really have to worry about it too much. Um, you know, so again, the, the maps lend themselves well for, for a pilot to be able to move around and stay out of harm's way if need be, as opposed to, you know, the, the, the first Titanfall, everything was just thrust right there, and, and you either survived or you didn't. You yeah. Know. Now, moving on to, like, the loadouts of the guys. Obviously, you can customize your loadout, pick your primary weapon. Uh, I noticed that... In this game, and in Titanfall, I believe did this last year too. You you have to take your option as whether you want a smaller sidearm like a pistol or a Titan yes. weapon. Yes. They don't have the option to because uh, I know last night I caught myself when we was playing as running around trying to switch to my secondary weapon yep. while I was reloading my other one, and it's like, well, I have a Titan weapon on, so. Yep. You kind of have to, I guess, figure out how you want to play. I yeah. Actually, I didn't use my Titan weapon very much, so after I realized that I was switching so often, I went back and edited it out and uh, uh, picked a pistol instead of the yep. Titan weapon. Because I, I did that uh, for my, my sniper class. Yep. I, I did the Titan weapon for a backup because, you know, unfortunately the sniper rifle that I'm using, the, the, the shot and, and reload and re-aiming yeah. of it's too slow. Yeah, you can't so I needed something as you're aiming down yeah. the side. And unfortunately, the Titan weapon I had was actually like, it's like the charged rifle. Mm -hmm. So you actually had to hold it. Well, it ain't quick enough to take out a pilot that's right there. So I switched and, and put a pistol on. Um, you know, but that's the good thing, you know, with having the loadouts, being able to adjust them is you, you can go on the fly and, and pick whatever you need to. Um, so it, it's one of those things that, you know, there, there are much-needed improvements from the original, but the game is still simple enough that you can just play it, enjoy it, and, and fairly quickly, I think, that you could pick it up and, and play it. I think it was interesting also last year's game, or I think it was last year, probably came out two years ago now, but the last Titanfall game with the uh, Smart Pistol, you know, there was a lot of controversy around yeah. that because <clears throat> it auto-aims onto targets. Yeah. There was ways that... People could prevent being auto, you know, auto targeted. I believe in some ways, yeah. but they. It, I thought it was kind of interesting because looking at it from a futuristic standpoint, you would think that weapons would be out at that time where they would auto aim. Yeah. Where they could pick out targets. Or when why, you're dealing with titans and stuff like that, I mean, right. an auto aiming pistol isn't exactly the farthest thing out of reach. Right. And not only that, it's like, well, if you made a pistol, it wouldn't be that far fetched to believe that they could do it in a rifle mode as well. Yeah. Or even an SMG. Um, they did bring it is it is in Titanfall too, mm -hmm. but it but it's it's not a gun that you can have and just put your load out. It, it's a, it's an ability, yeah, uh, a boost I think it, uh, they're called, and and you can get it later on. Um, so it's still in there, but it's something you have to work for to get. So it's it's yeah. not, you know, some people think of it as this kind of it's a cheats weapon. It's for those that can't can't aim or can't do whatever mm -hmm. and. And use it, but you know, it, it's just kind of like anything. It's no different than using a grenade launcher or whatever. Certain weapons people like, certain ones maybe they need to be nerfed or boosted or whatever. 
it all depends. And, and we'll probably see that just like you do in Call of Duty. We'll see it in Titanfall too. As, as time progresses, you know, they may make adjustments to these weapons or certain things just to, you know, try and keep them under control. But you're never going to make everybody happy to begin with. Um, but you just, you know, ideally have fun with it. And what you, what you look for a lot in these games is improvements from the previous editions. Yeah. You know, take the things that worked well, keep those make improvements to them or add in new additions that help improve the quality of the game overall. I feel they did that with Titanfall too. Yeah, I think they I think they overall, accomplished that. I, really. I think I think it plays well. It's it's smooth. <clears throat> a lot of it comes down to if you are having issues with with the movement systems and stuff, a lot of it is just getting comfortable with using like the grappling lines and and where to shoot them while you're in mid leap or things like that. I mean, I I found myself, you know, the day it was like I was swinging around like Spider-Man. Yeah. Um not really necessarily because I wanted to, but because it was just the way I was able to move. But it was very fluid. There was no yep. hiccups in it. And, but you have to get used to doing that. You, know, you and really I was, have to know how to use that grapple and how to use all of your abilities yeah, that you have yeah. on at yeah. your expense you know, effectively. Yeah. And you, you can see, you know, I, I saw some in some matches. I mean, you, some of these guys already are just really good at the game. Yeah. And they've already got this stuff down pat. Oh, yeah. I struggle sometimes with a grappling hook because... You think that it's going to haul you in a different direction. Sometimes yeah. it actually does. Yeah. I notice that if you hit the uh, the A button, the the jump button for Xbox anyway, uh, it will actually leap up further when you grapple. Yeah. And I noticed that I thought you had to stay in for the whole grapple. No, you don't. You, can, you can hit the button yeah. again and disengage yeah. it, and it'll sometimes fling you I, where you want to go. I find even just doing it and pulling me across the ground. Yep. A lot of times, if I quickly, Gives you know, you and I'm dodging boost. out of the way of something, yep. and I want to be, I want to go into a doorway. Yep. I'll launch the grapple even while I'm on the ground to pull me into the doorway. Yeah. Just to get out of the way, and I found it to be very effective, and it's it's definitely much more effective, you know, as a as a device for movement, as it is for for evading, you know, combat. Yep. You know, and you know, as in Call of Duty and stuff, a lot of times you. Doesn't matter if you jump boost into the air or not. Usually, yep. if the guy's got a bead on you, you're dead. This thing literally can can get you inside of a building quick enough yep. that you you may survive. Yeah, I use it uh, grappling into windows yep. a lot of the time. Yeah, I do that as well. That's but pretty I, much the I think thing I, I've used is the grapple. I, I haven't really tried everything else in the game yet. I, I've done some wall running, but primarily I use that grapple to get me up and where I want to go and have yep. it pull me where I need to, as opposed to sliding and 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 wall running to places but the cool thing with the mechanics is i've i've seen p other people do it and i've done it a few times where you can actually uh jump from different points on the wall and actually uh climb your way up yes like if yeah, you I've have like that. two buildings that are yep. really close together or two objects yeah you can jump to one object then the other and kind of crisscross your way up to the top of the building if you wanted to yeah. so the way the mechanics work and how you can wall jump and run and everything it's, it's very actually fluid. pretty fluid as yeah. long as you can learn how to do it yeah <laughs> you know, and and that would be, I, I guess, I would have to say, would be the one of the biggest crux to the game is that for a new player that hadn't say played a lot of first-person shooters or never played the first Titanfall, is getting used to those mechanics as far as the advanced stuff. Yeah, as far as just jumping and sliding and, and even wall running, it's all very simple. That that's handled right in the in the in the training part of it. Yep. You know, um, so I mean. I will say a plus for Titanfall 2 for me, if you go back and look at, uh, let's say, other games that would be similar, like Advanced Warfare and Black Ops 3, those games have the uh, same kind of elements to it, especially Black Ops 3, I feel, you know, kind of initiated those things better than Advanced Warfare. 
Uh, I think Titanfall 2 was pretty dang close as far as mechanics to, tight, to uh, Black Ops 3. I think those two games are pretty close together. But uh, Advanced Warfare, it was like there were certain places in the game that you could not get. There yeah. were certain spots on the map that no matter how high you jump, you couldn't get to. And I kind of realized with Titanfall 2 that there isn't those spots in you the game. You don't have, right, you really don't have a ceiling cap. They just only have so many structures that can only get you up that high yeah. to begin with. As we were watching um, last night, there was a guy way up on uh, one of the water towers on one yeah. of the uh, yeah. maps we were playing on. I mean, he was way up there, and that's yeah. the tallest point on the yeah. map. So, I mean, he found a way to get up there. There's a certain point, I think, that it does say that you're leaving combat because I got shot out of my Titan once and went way, way... Yeah, I, yeah. I was I was riding piggyback on uh, a Titan, and it went critical. Mm -hmm. So it automatically, when that pilot ejected and I ejected, it threw me way up. Yeah, um, and it and it did say that, but but again, you're still within the realm. You're going to fall back in time before it would kill you from, yep. from being out of bounds. But but I mean, it's it's you know they they did the game well, and and it should, in theory, you know, survive pretty well. Um, you know the additionals of, of adding in the the earned um, Titan, you know, camouflage skins, the war paints, stuff like that, which was something you didn't have in the first one. That's a nice touch, um, just as far as to make your Titans look a little bit different from each yeah, other. A little more. Personal. You know, you're still you're still everybody's using. You know, if you're using the Ion Titan, well, it doesn't matter which faction you're in. Everybody has the Ion Titan. Yep. Um, would have liked to have seen maybe each faction have different versions just to give them a different look. Yeah, kind of like know. the Battlefield 1. Well, well right, and like Call version. of Duty, when you're playing this faction, you guys look a certain way yep. versus this one. Would have been nice to kind of see that. Um, but, you know, again, you can change it out now. Like if you're, you're with your clan or whatever, you guys eventually unlock all the same camos you can your group as a group you can all look alike yep. so that's neat you know it's a cosmetic thing no game mechanics involved but just a nice little addition so we got another game coming out in november here right off the bat actually i think it's this wednesday because uh call of duty i believe moved up their date to release infinite warfare uh nothing's been confirmed on that yet um been. you know most places that i've gone in and checked um it, they're still showing the fourth um, the person that we, we understood got the email that said that it would be launching on the 3rd um, did get a reply back from Microsoft and according to them they say it's the 4th hmm. so they're wondering if it was an email that was sent to him meant for somebody that was going to be getting because you got to remember for the time frame that we're in the location um, other people are actually going to have it technically on the 3rd because yeah. it's just the way they're in a different country, if it, it falls into them, yeah. the third going into the fourth, just like us, but it, it's it's at a different time. So we'll see. Yeah. So if if the other thing we thought of too is that well maybe they invited certain people to, to play, play it yeah. early before they open it up fully, test out the servers, um, but maybe even throw <coughs> off that DDoS thing that attacked uh, Battlefield. It's possible. I was thinking about that because yeah. you know when Battlefield first came out that first day they were hit hard and it knocked down all the servers yeah so i well, mean all the internet providers really because uh twitter them. and netflix and everything Everybody like that was affected yeah so maybe that's just call of duty's way of trying to throw these guys off a little bit it could maybe be. um we'll see you know. <clears throat> i was gonna say i didn't get any email but uh you know i didn't either and supposedly it was for those that pre-ordered and you know i mean i i 
pre-ordered mine. Of course, it was a little while ago, but um, but yeah. So we'll see. Um, so this has been a game, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, that has kind of got a lot of uh, critical reaction to it. Uh, I know that when the trailer first launched for the game, it had a lot of people uh, not very happy with how the game was looking. Yeah, I believe on actually on YouTube it was one of the most disliked videos on there. Yep. Uh, it took a lot of heat, took a lot of, you know, another knockoff of, you know, advanced warfare or, you know, or and and again, you you're going to get this with gaming groups no matter what the game is. Again, you're not going to please everybody. You're always going to have the the naysayers. You know, if if one game comes out and it's 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 a um, console specific game, you know the the other console is going to hate on it because it's like, well, it's not good enough to be on our console anyway. Or, you know, they always find some ways to hate it, even if it's the same game or a different one. You know, does it play better on the PlayStation Four versus the Xbox One? And it's like you literally could take and flip flop most of these games around. To the point of where somebody thinks that you know they're playing PlayStation 4 and they're playing Xbox, most of them wouldn't even be able to tell the difference. Yeah, you know the game is the game. I I personally, as a gamer, <laughs> I own both consoles. Yeah, and I buy you know duplicates for certain games, Call of Duty being one of them. Yep. I played them on both, and I can tell you right now, outside of if you're sitting there paying attention, yep, to the graphics and the background stuff, you're not you're not playing the game. Yeah. Because if you're in there playing the game, you're, you're you making time, sure you're yeah. trying not to get shot yeah. and you're trying to take other people down. You don't have a whole lot of time to sit there and look at how cool the graphics or shading are. Yeah. It, it's just ridiculous. You know, to me, a, a true gamer is going to play that game, especially if it's a game, a favorite game of his, a certain style. You're going to play that on whatever console you can because it's what you choose to do. Yeah. Now, some people, you know, they're, you know, they got the PC elites and stuff. It's like, look, PC was out and around long before consoles were making games. You know, long before there were console gamings, you had to go and stand up and play in an arcade to play these games. Yep. You know, the idea of it is, is you play games because you like them and that you want to be them and you want to be a good gamer, so you go where the games are. If that means you buy it on both consoles to play it and get it for the best of both worlds, then go for it. You know, I, I think Infinite Warfare is one of those games that, yeah, it's another Call of Duty, yeah, it's another one of these that they're, they're changing it up from the original. Well, play it, find out, see if you like it. Worst case scenario is going to be, you're not going to like it. Yeah. Well, if you don't like it, don't play it again. Yep. Turn it around and, 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 and sell it off or just chalk it up as well. I spent the money on the game and I shouldn't have bought it. You know, but nowadays they're doing beta testing and, and all these other things, which is rare for Call of Duty. Yep. Call of Duty normally don't do beta testing. So you've had two or three different opportunities now to, to test it to see if it's something you're going to like. This is your chance to save your money. Yeah. You know, if, if you didn't participate in the beta or maybe you didn't get a chance, I don't know. I mean, it was pretty much open to everybody. But if you participated in the beta and then you turn around and go out and buy it and decide you don't like it, that's kind of on you Yep. at that point because you, you had the chance to try it out. And granted, betas can't always tell you what the full game is going to be like, but it's close enough. It's yeah. Call of Duty. You know, they're all pretty much the same. Um, well, what do you well, what do you think about the fact that, you know, with the additions of, for all intents and purposes, and, and, and you know, Infinite Warfare, it's borrowing the same concept as the Specialist, but by making rigs. 
to where? Yeah, well, you know, the rigs, I know with, uh, if you take it all the way back to, like, Ghost and stuff, you created your character, and we talked about this earlier, where, you know, you picked basically what you wanted out of the class, and that was probably the most friendly class-making that they had. Whereas you go from there to uh, uh, Black Ops 3, to where you had your set classes where each uh, individual specialist had their specialist ability. Right. And we were talking about earlier how these rigs, you could basically customize them for what you wanted to work in the battlefield or in the, uh, you know, in the situation. And I think that's probably, it, it gives the player more customization. Uh, basically what you did in Black Ops 3 was pick your character that you best liked out of them, but it wasn't really a personal character. It was more like, well, you put added a weapon to it and maybe yeah, a couple picked, of... Well, right, you picked one or the other and that yeah. was it. You, you yeah, either picked a I mean, specialist weapon You or, pick your primary weapon, yeah. you pick some of your odds and ends that go along with it, but basically you're playing as this character. Yeah. That's it. At least with this one, it seems like you can go the route where you can make your own character, pretty much. Right. Put your own stuff that you want to it, including the specialist-type abilities, and then go into yeah. battle with them. Right. Basically, what it seems like they've done is, is they've removed some of the perks and attachments and stuff and made them components to add to your rig, yeah. is basically what, what it, it, it's done. Um, you know, I, I think obviously it's it's not the same, and, and it's kind of funny that they're they're bringing out Infinite Warfare with its futuristic style, but yet at the same time they're bringing back Modern Warfare Remastered, which probably is actually what more people want to play than they do Infinite yeah. Warfare. And and I'll be honest, I do too. <laughs> yep. You know, I I was I was a big fan. You know, I really didn't get into the online multiplayer gaming until. Um, Modern Warfare 2. Yep. You know, I had bought the game, but I didn't have Xbox Live. I was just yep. playing it for the campaign. Yep. Didn't even really pay a whole lot of attention about the whole, you know, multiplayer, multiplayer part yeah. until, you know, later on. And then when I got into it, I got saw people playing it. And I'm like, well... This is kind of more of a challenge. Pretty, well, yeah. it's different because, yep. yeah, now you're playing against other people. Yep. So from that point on, I was hooked. Yep. And, and I've been playing, you know, first-person shooters online for, for a long time now. Whereas mostly the other stuff I had done had been PC stuff, you know, like I said, the Delta Forces, um, you know, a lot of Vietnam games and stuff, even some World War II stuff that was on the PC. And while you were playing it on the PC, it, it's still totally different than playing Call of Duty online. Yep. And now, of course, now you can do that on a PC versus the, the other stuff, you know, there's, which is a, a whole level of different play. Oh, yeah. Precision shooting and things like that. And, of course, obviously specs. Yep. Let's face it, you know, if you spend the money... Um, you can literally build this top-of-the-line PC that can pump the graphics up. It's got the processing speed. It's yep. got everything that's out there for it, which you can't quite always get in your in your consoles because they're they're only built to a certain yep. point, and, and that's it. But you, you, it's kind of the same thing. Well, um, one of the uh, heavily criticized things that they had about Infinite Warfare was it was too futuristic. I think by that comment, I think it's probably because you move into space. Yeah. It, but And I, I kind of can see that in a way because Call of Duty has now like three companies, like we were just talking about off uh, recording, about you know trying to mix it up a little bit and trying to keep uh, things fresh. Right now, I mean, they've had the last three games have been uh, kind of angled at the futuristic side of things. If they yeah. had like one company that would do as like Battlefield did kind of go back to some of the older stuff. Uh, you, you know, like we had mentioned, World at War, 
doing something along the lines of taking it back a step and then have your game the next following year be a futuristic one that could yeah. kind of keep the series fresh and, you know. Well, the problem is is I, I don't think no matter how much you tried to change it up, when we sit here and we say, well, keep it fresh, keep it going like this, the problem is really I think no matter what they picked, the majority of the people are either going to be on board with the fact is, hey, it's a new Call of Duty, I'm going to try it, I love it, I love the Call of Duty series, whether it's more Battlefield, whatever. The problem is, is most people, they're not going to be happy. No. doesn't matter what you pick. They, they could have done Call of Duty Old West. Yep. You know. And which would be cool. Actually. Which, it would be, be cool. cool. It would be, be cool. You know, if you could go out there and, you know, really do the, you know, the, the akimbo weapons with some six shooters oh, and yeah. the shotguns and the whole nine yards... It would be cool, but at the same time, you're still going to get the same people out there. Well, this is just Call of Duty with tomahawks and six shooters and, and yeah. shotguns. They're not going to be happy with the fact is it is something a little bit different, but you're still using it on the same platform that yeah. all the other games were built. It, it's it's That's the way it is. That's what Call of Duty does. I think it would be um, a little bit of a struggle to take some of these, to take especially Call of Duty where it's got so futuristic in some of the ideas and taking it back because you would remove some of the game stuff that people well, do like so much now because yes. there's just so much less right. when you start going back yeah. in history than what there is now. I mean, I think I think where I, I, I hope they're taking the game anyway is is that whatever reiteration of Call of Duty comes out after Infinite Warfare, you know, we'll hopefully see maybe Modern Warfare Two remastered. Yeah. And yeah, let's face it, the, cool. these are the games that most of the people really want to have remastered and playable again, is the Modern Warfare series. Yep. Now, the funny thing of it is, back when Modern Warfare was coming out, and then after Modern Warfare, and then you had Black Ops, and then you got Modern Warfare 3, people were like, well, we need something different. Yep. We're tired of the, you know, well, you got the something different, now you find out that you don't like it, you want to go back to the yep. stuff that was originally the way what Call of Duty was and what made Call of Duty great, yep. you know, only only to sit there at some point in time again and be bitching about the fact that, well, you're back to playing the same old stuff again. Yep. So, if, so if Activision and Infinity War and all these other companies, they say, like, okay, we'll go back and maybe they'll do Modern Warfare 4, yep. you know, and pick up and start a new series or what. People will still bitch about that. It's like, well, can't you guys come up with anything original? Can't you? Well, it's like, well, what do you want? Yeah. As gamers, what do you want? Now, ideally, for those of us that are COD fans or first-person shooters, I just want a new game every year. Yep. You know, I want to see... My biggest concerns when I play these games is, is I want the playability to be smooth and crisp. Yep. You know... Uh, one of Flawless the biggest game. problems we had in Battlefield 4 was is on certain maps, your guy couldn't even walk through the door because he'd get hung up on the door frame. Yeah. That's the stuff I don't want. If my yep. guy's got a mantle up over something, or I want it to be windows, fluid. Or yeah. going through a window, yeah. or busting through a window, or you know, <laughs> busting through a door and something. I don't want there to be hiccups. Yeah, well, I, want I feel game. like you know, with the mechanics, Advanced Warfare was a lot more jumpy than what Battlefield. Uh, well, Black right. 3 I mean, was. It's, it was you were using a mechanical type, you know, rig system, you know, that was supposed to enhance human capabilities beyond the normal point. Yep. So you ended up having these suits that they did do that. And if you could really use the suits the way they were intended, you definitely had an advantage over those people that, that couldn't quite get yep. it or, or maybe didn't like it. But it was still clunky. Yeah, it definitely was for your more you advanced an, players. Right, and you yep. saw an improvement in Black Ops 3. Yep. 
the, the jumping, wall running, and sliding in that game, to me, is much more fluid than yeah. in the other one. It's like everything was more fine-tuned. Right. You know, but again, that, that's the kind of thing you should be getting because it's another year you've had to build and work out those mechanics in yeah. that. So if you were to technically come out and make a new, say, Modern Warfare 4, yep. the mechanics for that should be so much better when you compare that versus Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 3, 2, and, and then 1. Yep. You know, and since we should see an improvement of Modern Warfare Remastered now versus yeah. the original version of it. And I know a concept and an idea that we <coughs> talked about over, you know, back when uh, the Halo Master Chief collection had come out, that it would be really cool if, you know, Call of Duty would take the initiative and have these different series release a game like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. release all the campaigns, all the multiplayer maps, and just yeah. be able to go in there and play through all these maps and play through all these old games remastered onto the new yeah, exactly. generation of systems. And, and we're seeing that at least as far as the Modern Warfare series yeah. goes. But will we see Black Ops and Black Ops 2 remastered, or are they just going to be backwards compatible? That would be cool. Right? Now, see, I mean, they've already done Black Ops as backwards yep. compatible. I'm going to assume they'll do Black Ops 2 backwards compatible. So the likelihood we're going to see them remastered, yep. I doubt yeah, it. Not a chance, yeah. Who knows? You know, I mean, they weren't exactly old. I mean, when you're talking Halo... Halo. Well, Halo Halo's was, yes, graphics difference yes. was quite a leap. Yes, was huge. Whereas yeah. Black Ops one, two, and now to what we have three on the new system. Yeah. There isn't a whole lot of as no, much. No, there's still. Feasible, I'd say there's a bigger leap from Black Ops, the original Black Ops, to Black Ops three, than Black Ops two to Black Ops. But that 3. game was built to kind of give you. The time, you know, everything looked and the feel was yeah. of that time period, so it fit. Everything had more of like a grayish look. Well, like a it, 60s, like and yeah. yeah, it was a 60s, yeah. you know, 70s look. See, yeah, that's where I made my start was Black Ops, the original one, where I, I love that game. It was a good I mean, game. I, I didn't play a lot of online at that point, but I played a lot of uh, local online with like my, yeah. uh, my dad and my brother at that time. Uh, so I, I got a lot of play time in with that, and we really, you know, messed around with the game a lot and with the classes and the weapons. But, I mean, that's going back once again to stuff that's inside our realm of history, yeah. whereas now the games are ahead of that almost. Yeah. I mean, you were talking Black Ops 3 with cybernetics, where obviously if people are saying that Infinite Warfare is a little bit too futuristic, I mean, so is Black Ops 3. Yeah. And I didn't mind Black Ops 3 at all. No, but, you know, I, I think, you know, the big thing too is... is Black Ops 3 was, was usable enough that, you know, basically, yeah, you just picked kind of the character that had the special abilities that you liked, and yeah. you just picked your loadout that you liked, and you went for it. You know, the one thing I like about the Black Ops series was the challenges yeah. to unlock certain things. I, I felt that they had that more so than, than a lot of the other the other games uh, in the modern, well, the Call of Duty series. Um you know, but I'm I'm looking forward to Infinite Warfare just because again I, I do like the Call of Duty games. I like that style of play. But again, I, I sit here and look at the difference between Call of Duty, Titanfall two and, and Battlefield One. They're all distinct in what they do. Yep. And I don't care if you pick the same type of, of game mode, you know, if you play Team Deathmatch on Battlefield One or Titanfall Two and try and compare it to Call of Duty Team Deathmatch, yeah. The rules are the same. But the map and play styles are different. Gameplay and everything. It's just, yeah. it's just a little bit different. And they're different enough that it, it makes each one enjoyable Yep. in their own way. Um, could I say that I enjoyed one over the other? 
Not right now, I don't think. I mean, you know, again, I'm a gamer who likes shooting games, and to me a shooting game is anything that lets me shoot at other people online. And I don't care, you know, if it's Call of Duty, Battlefield, or Titanfall, any of them, you know, even Halo. Um, you know, that that's the whole purpose behind it. Some people are diehard fans to one over others. I'm not, as long as I can play it and get to shoot and, and do all that kind of stuff. I, I My personal preference are more of the game mechanics. How well does the yep. game play? How, how, ma- how many glitches are in there? You know, some of these games used to be, you know, Battlefield 4, for example, was riddled. Yeah. With glitches. I mean, bad. I mean, oh, to yeah. the point where you could be ducked behind a building and still get shot by somebody. And then, you know, they were on the other side of the map. Or it would show you the wrong kill cam. Or, you know, that game was literally so littered with glitches at times you, it was just difficult to play. Well, and i got to hand it to them in some aspect because the glitches that Battlefield had kind of made... Made it battlefield almost. It some did, of them and, were and funny it made, and it right, for and a lot it, of. It made it made for some some very good comedy. Yeah, that would happen, but at the same time, it was kind of frustrating. But you know, again, it turned into a game. We ended up playing more of that versus almost any other shooter game that we all used to play together. Um, we we basically we we. We shed a lot of blood, sweat, and tears for that game to get through to the point where you could finally get to the point where you're playing it and enjoying it, and then all of a sudden they kind of dumped it and put it to the private servers. Yeah, um, that that I think is a that that hurts mistake, that series, yeah. and you see it now with with Hardline. Yeah. you know, once we really kind of really kicked jumped in to really, the private servers, they quick jumped on quick Hardline. on Hardline, and it's too bad because it is a it's a it, now that we got into it and got playing it more, it's it's a really enjoyable game. Um, so hopefully with this whole thing of tying in Battlefield 1, Hardline, and Battlefield 4 so that you can switch from, from game to game and, and not really interrupt anything, I think is going to be, gonna be, as Donald yeah, yeah. Trump would say, huge. <laughs> um, it's one of those things where maybe we'll start seeing more people playing it. Yeah. So if we want to play a couple of rounds of, of, of Battlefield 1 and then say, hey, you know what? Let's just go back and kick it old school in Battlefield 4. Yep. Boom, we can all jump over there, and, and you're going to find people are playing. It's funny that you say old school because technically Battlefield 1's premise is... Well, yeah, technically, right. Battlefield is like old, old school. <laughs> but, but, I mean, it's, you know, as when you look at the age of the game, yeah. Battlefield 4 is, is a lot older than, you know. And they still haven't forgotten about Battlefield 4 because obviously they're making a way for you to seamlessly... Switch from one yep. game to the other, yep. but I think I don't think Hardline's in the mix yet. That's no, it's soon, it's it, it eventually will, but yep. you know, again, we'll we'll see how Dice and, and those yep. guys work all that stuff because as we've seen, sometimes when Dice goes to add new things in, it tends to break or mess up yep. stuff that's already in place. And hopefully, hopefully it know. works good. But I know they're not done with Battlefield Four, and they obviously said that you know people love Battlefield Four. And this kind of would make it, yeah, it would give I mean, them an opening that almost like Call of Duty doesn't have to be able to switch from a game that is World War One esque yeah, back well, to, you know, a more, I guess, I guess current time frame is what I'd call Battlefield yeah, 4. Yeah, I mean, the other thing too is you got to keep in mind, you know, and I'm a big COD fan, but um, I, I got to give props to, to the Battlefield line just because of the fact is, you know, when you look at the DLC stuff that's given out, um, you know, with Call of Duty, it's usually the standard. You know, they're at least now doing at least four map packs, where yep. a lot of times it was was three was the max. Yep. 
um, you know, so you, you get your map packed, which usually consists of, you know, three or four maps. Three, or? you know, depending upon if zombies are, in, are involved, it's usually, you know, anywhere between, you know, three, you know, standard game maps and one zombie map. Or, you know, if you're lucky, you got four standard maps and one zombie map. But you got four of those. If you buy the whole package, you basically get four DLC packs for the price of three. And then that's it. Yep. Battlefield really does pretty good because they'll give out free stuff, free maps, a new map mode maybe or something like that. But then when you look at like usually when they give out your DLC packs for your new maps, it's new maps and maybe a game mode or an alteration of a game mode plus new weapons, yep. plus new gear. Um, you know, and you know, of course, you know, of course, the battle pack things now are across the board in almost all games yep. now. That that's that's the new money maker yeah, for a like, lot of that. They call them loot crates. Or loot crates, like or it's yeah. this. I mean, Overwatch has got them. Titanfall's got yep. it. Battlefield's got it. Call of Duty's now got it. And it's a way for them to make money and, and this, that, yep. and the other. For those that choose to try and buy shit or get <clears> shit early beforehand, that's the way it goes. Um, but you know the thing of it is, is Battlefield. They really, they really try and put as much stuff into their their DLC content, I think, than than a lot of the other ones do, yep. which is good. You know, because you know, let's face it, money's money, no matter how you spend it, yep. and, and it gets expensive after a while. But if of you course, get your money out of it, it's it's worth it. Of course, with Infinite Warfare, you got the zombies coming back again. Yeah, if you know, if you're a zombies fan, and no matter what iteration it's in whether it's it's old school zombies nazi zombies high school teenage zombies or whatever you're gonna love that i mean really for the price of the money that you have to pay to get there's an know, extra element in there that you well can i mean enjoy. it's it's just another part of the game i mean yeah. if you figure right now if you bought the just the basic bundle for the infinite warfare series yep okay and I'm not sure on the price of that whether it's between 70 or 80 bucks but let's think about it you're getting infinite warfare Yep. Modern Warfare Remastered, the zombie mode. Then you're getting basically campaigns for both Infinite Warfare, Modern Warfare Remastered, which I played, by the way. Yep. Which I finished it, actually. It's just as good as it was on, yep. on the first one. You know, so you're getting all that stuff in one game. Yep. Whereas you're going to pay just as much for, well, let's say Titanfall that we did, and all I get's Titanfall and the multiplayer for Titanfall and what but little bit of a campaign. But you all the DLC free. Now, technically, but yes, but how much? We don't how know. much are you actually yeah. going to get? You know, are we Call talking, of Duty is pretty well standard. You're going to get you're going to get at least three four, or four, four packs. map packs, right? Yeah. And then whatever's the extra. Plus, sometimes they even have little mini games and different game <laughs> modes inside the zombie stuff or inside other things. So you're going to get your money's worth if you if you put into it that yeah. way. But I can see where some people are saying, look, I just want Modern Warfare Remastered, and they're kind of bummed out that it's like, well, I can't just get that part of it. I have to get all the other stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that uh, Zombies actually came back this year, whereas I know Modern, War, Modern Warfare 3 had the uh, Spec Ops missions. Yeah. And where you actually faced other you know, military soldiers in waves. Yeah, and normally uh, I believe Infinity War does not do zombies normally that's a uh, Treyarch yeah thing so yeah kind of interesting how Infinity Ward has kind of borrowed everything from Treyarch and everything else that's been done and kind of thrown it all into the into one mix which in some ways I guess is okay because you know let's face it if you're going to try and take the best from everything and put it into one package ultimately that should make everybody happy I mean realistically with everything that you're buying 
for the amount of money that you're paying versus the amount of content you're getting, there should be something there that you like. Yep. You know, and granted, I understand that the cost thing, if, if you're not really interested in the infinite warfare part, but I guess my only thought would be is, is that, well, wait a while then and see if eventually they just release Modern Warfare Remastered on its yeah. own and buy it then, you know. Of course, uh, Black Ops and the zombies is, you know, obviously with Black Ops being where I made my start, kind of, you know, zombies were cool. It was a newer thing back then. Yeah, it's... I think it was in World of War, too. World, yeah, World at War was, but, uh, was, was where it really it, it, yeah. it started, and it became really popular, and it was the old school. And then as it progressively got up through, you, you did get the other zombies. And they actually um, released the World at War maps, I believe, with Black Ops 1 at yes, some point. Yes, each time with each DLC, there were certain older... Yeah maps that were done now when you got to black ops 3 though they really kind of changed up the zombie things and how they did things in there yeah, and, and like that the was 60s or and that was a, a, a larger story there was yeah. a, a lot of a story with that one and, and whatnot which was was pretty good i'm just not myself personally into the yeah. whole zombie thing um, i'm not you know the really the uh, what i call the extra game mode that they throw into these games I think the best one that they had was the aliens and yeah, the, uh, the extinction, yeah, extinction and, and the and ghost, ghost series. That was, and mostly I think that was just because the aliens in there had at least semi-intelligence yeah. in there. So even though you were dealing with waves of them, they all reacted or responded in a different way. They didn't just start and coming always, faster. They just right, they had and, actually a brain of well, their and, own and they with different and, elements. And they didn't always start and come out the same way either in the same location. Nope. Or they it could be different. Yeah. yeah, so I mean it, it made it a little bit different, but... Which makes me hope that maybe Ghost will make a return at some point. I know well, yeah, a, that's another uh, criticized game too, but I like the the old the old style feel that Ghost had yeah. with some of the extra things that they yeah, had. Yeah, and I, I think I think the you know, some of the biggest problems with with Ghost was is when it came out was um, again it was supposed to be a bigger, badder game. It was supposed to have more players involved. Yeah. Um, but it was the first game going out onto the the Next Xbox series, One, yeah. and I think a lot of it was it was rushed out. Some of the maps, I mean, you could see some of the larger maps were definitely meant to be played with a larger number of people than than were on there. And I think they just they got it done, got yeah. it put out there, and, and called it good. And, Better and be safe than sorry. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it met the criteria of, of what they were supposed to do, but not quite. I don't think it was quite what they wanted to have out there mm. I, th I think they had more ideas for it and it just didn't happen but you know so we could probably go on and talk about call of duty all day but uh yeah. another game that i had down on the list here was uh red dead redemption 2 of course we just got word of that you know about a week ago that they were you know working on red dead redemption 2 yeah, and it was had, actually confirmed yeah a by short and sweet trailer yeah. with it that, um didn't it's, really give anything but a froth at the mouth feeling yeah. when you watched it. Yeah. But. And what's funny is is that it's already had a TV promo commercial. Yeah. I, was, I was watching uh, football uh, last week, and it actually had, I actually saw it I think two or three times during the game, it actually had a commercial, which is kind of weird. So, I mean, I think that tells you that, you know, Rockstar wants word to get out there, that, you know, people have been waiting a long time for... You know, even having the first Red Dead uh, remastered was yep. a huge thing. Uh, I believe they even backwards broke compatible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they made it backwards compatible, and I think that even broke records oh, versus yeah. when it was originally sold. People going out and buying because it people so that had gotten it. rid of their 360s in the games but still loved the mm -hmm. game, they're like, well, I, yeah. no, I'm I'm going to get it again. Now, um, I guess you, the only game you can really relate it to right now is GTA V because yeah. you really haven't had any yeah. games. I don't another, think another in Rockstar between, game but, that yeah. 
Yeah, if they can bring some of the elements that makes GTA Five the way it is into Red Dead Redemption Two, I think we're going to see a, a really good game release. Well, I don't think we have to worry about the story part of it, the yep. campaign part of it. I think that will be just as good yep. as anything that they did in the first one. I think the big thing that people are going to be wanting and, and hoping and, and, and definitely waiting to see happen is how much more are we going to be able to do in the, the open world online, online. multiplayer yeah. part. That That is going to be the huge thing. You could do there's quite a bit. There's going to be animals because there's no animals in GTA V online. So <laughs> I hope so. I mean, mean, they put the animals in the campaign mode, but yeah, yeah, they're a um, big money-making uh, aspect of that game. They don't have any animals in yeah, it. Uh, and a big thing in Red Dead Redemption was you could hunt down animals in there and actually... Uh, you know, use it to get achievements done and yeah. everything. They actually had an achievement set up for the animal. Yeah. Well, hopefully that will be like the currency system in the online for Red Dead. Yeah. You know, you can, you, you know, kind of like how you do in the campaign part of it. You know, when you you take people and you loot them and you get money and stuff. Yeah. Kind of like in GTA. Yeah. And you can skin you know, the animals. You get the money, but the if you pelts. skin them, right, yeah. you can sell them. So you can go in there and you know, either buy new horses. Your new wagons. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a thing where you can buy a ranch yeah. or a log cabin somewhere or do something or whatever. I mean, one of the biggest things they added to GTA Five was the biker DLC. Oh yeah, gotta they have a posse. Well, gotta have a posse. I mean, yeah, well, that's probably a gimme. But the uh, thing that we had talked about, you know, when GTA Five like first made its big online debut, was that you know having the biker. You know, building where you could all collectively well, meet yeah. and do that. I hope that they add something like that into online mode for Red Dead Redemption Two. Well, yeah, I'm, you know, because you know when I when I say you know make your posse now in in the standard Red Dead Redemption the way it works and there your posse is just whoever you go online with and yeah. basically in a sense make a group. Hopefully in this one, Take if you make a, if you're making an outlaw posse or something, yep. or maybe it's outlaws, yep. um, you know that yeah you, you can get a, 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 a ranch or a building or a place or cabins or something where you're staying where your posse can your outlaws yep. can be a hideout if you will, yep. um, you, you know do something like that for you do you know but let's you know hopefully where you know you do heists and stuff in GTA, well, maybe we can do some bank robberies or, yeah. or, or some railroad Hold-ups. You know, Hold-ups, or, you know, you can rob a train <laughs> or do that some stuff. That would be cool. But you've got to bring in the lasso. Yeah. You've got to be able to lasso people and yep. drag them around and do whatever. Yep. I mean, that that's just huge. That was a big element in the storyline, but not in online. Well, I told you, you know, I, I did the achievement, the dastardly achievement in, in um, Red Dead where you have to hogtie a, a woman yep. and put her on the railroad tracks yep. And have the train run over in order to get this. That doesn't get any more, you know, yeah. Western than, than you know somebody tied up on the railroad tracks or something. You know, um, you got to be able to do that stuff in, in the second one. And just just from uh, the graphic wise, just from the footage we saw from the trailer of Red Dead Two. Oh yeah. Um, that in of itself is a huge improvement. I mean, Red Dead in itself, even though it's dated, yeah. it's still a great. The graphics game. were still, you know. There's a couple of, uh, I would say the physics are what's lacking in Red Dead, yeah, the, not necessarily game control, the But you know what, you look at GTA V and there's still issues with trying to move yep. your guy around yep. there as well. Yeah, um, the, uh, the movements, and I, there isn't really any other way to make them super fluid. It's, well, you're going you, to have certain issues. Certain things you're going to have. The right, way your person you moves, especially in but, third person. Yeah. In first person, they added that in GTA V. I don't use third person. I mean first person because no, it's just it's, so foreign in that game. Yeah. And it doesn't 
it works, but it doesn't work. Right. It doesn't work for the way that you have to used use to it play. to your advantage for certain yeah. things. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm sniping, or sometimes like that, but then again, you zoom into the scope anyway when right. you're in third exactly. person. So, so I really don't have much use for it. I never switch into it. Yeah. Sometimes to see the inside of the uh, vehicle or something when I'm in yeah, one I, of the vehicles, wanted to see what the inside looks like. Well, I do that one because you can see your speedometer. Yeah. So when I when I took my Osiris out mm -hmm. and I was having Chris tell me how fast we were going. Yep. Um, to uh, to do that, so I mean it's it's neat that way, but yeah, I don't normally use it. But you know, with Red Dead, hopefully we're just going to see a lot of the, the the same that we got from the first one, and then more improvements. Yeah, because it's a newer generation of it um, that they can throw that much more into it. Um, now it's saying a fall of 2017 release. Hopefully, hopefully they can stick to that. I know that. Well, I, I I have a feeling they've been working on this for a while. Yeah, um, I think they just kept it really tight-lipped. Yeah, they, you know, they, they. they it was satisfying not to see them at E3. Honestly. And I think they held off on that just just until they probably got all their stuff together for for the launch. They trailer. don't need E3, really. No, I mean, but look it, at how big online has gotten and, I think, and how much well, money they make. See, and one of the things is they made a point to point out to everybody was is that they have a special deal with Sony. Yep. So I think that's why all this stuff was kind of taking a while to come to fruition. Yep. That's why they were missing certain shows. They, you know, they were probably working out, okay, well, we're going to come out with this stuff or special content for the for this PlayStation. Yep. So you know it's going to be huge now you know, here's, for them. Here's my biggest worry because GTA Five did this, and I, I can't hold them to it too much because this was when last gen was coming in because, believe it or not, GTA Five came out way back when 360 and PS3 yes. were prominent right. and then switched over and was remastered right. for Xbox One. That was later on. But when they were on the old system, they actually released the story of GTA V, but there was no online for like two or three months. Right. So it could be because it was switching from last gen to current gen. I would imagine so. For yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2 to do that. Yeah, this, is, is, this is all new gen. They've they got to be able yeah. to drop the online oh, and yeah. the story mode yeah. at the same time. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I have a sneaking suspicion they were working on Red Dead 2 for a while. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's been no other game release since GTA 5. No. Since it was remastered for Xbox right. One. And that, and that was done. And that was actually done by another company. Yeah. It was up to Rockstar Game to give permission for them to do that. But Rockstar really didn't have anything to do with that. Yep. So I, I have... And I mean, Rockstar has always been very good on the content when it's released. Yes, you don't pay for any DLC stuff. But the one thing you have to deal with Rockstar and their games is, is that they release stuff when they want to release yeah. it how they release yep. it, when they release it. There's really no hints or rumors. No. And or unfortunately, they may they come out and say, hey, look, this is coming out, but they may not give you a definitive date when they're releasing it. It's just going to be, oh, by the way, Friday it's coming out. Yeah. You know, they don't, they don't get into this whole thing of promising you by this date, at this time, it will be released. <laughs> yeah. They'll get it out to you when it's ready. That's frustrating in some, some aspects because it's like, well, don't tell me it's coming out unless you can tell me when it's coming out. Yeah. They kind of do it a little bit different because they give you they give you hints of stuff coming out even when you load up the game. Yep. You know, to say that this will be coming out. We're working on this, this, coming and that. Coming soon. Yep. If you're if you're involved in their social club, it's all involved on that. Yep. Um, so there are ways that they try and keep the community aware of stuff, but at the same time, they'll do it on their terms. There, there's no guarantee for anything. Well, another so. you know, Rockstar games that I I've played uh, L.A. Noir. Yeah, was another big one. 
that was uh, more based around a mafia, but you were a cop. Yeah. So they had a you know a cool element in there where you could actually uh, look through crime scenes. It was a it was a wicked cool game. Yeah. But there, I do have to hand it to Rockstar because every one of their campaigns that I've ever played in any game, whether it's Red Dead Redemption, uh, GTA Five, they're all you know tip top you know campaign modes. They're they got a good story. It's a you know a well written story, and they always plan them out really well. Yeah, there's there's always you know, and it's amazing too. One of the the weird things about a lot of their games is there are a lot of little Easter eggs, little yeah. little hidden little hidden things throughout all of their games. Yeah. You know, there's Red Dead stuff in in um, uh, uh, GTA Five. Yep. You know. Um, there's there's mentions of different things you know even bully the game yep. that they come up with and bully, there's there's stuff there you know they do a lot of little things and I think that's one of the the endearing things of at least with that company is is that look they make you big they don't put games out all the time but the games that they put out you don't mind spending the money for yep. there aren't too many people that I can honestly say that probably don't play Grand Theft Auto or didn't play Red Dead Redemption or L.A. Noir, or, or even Bullet, they can't say that they weren't waiting for these games to come out and they enjoyed playing them. And outside of just game improvements yep. or more content that they want to see, they can't say that they don't like them. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, Red Dead Redemption has received you know several oh, awards huge. for it's huge. You know, I mean, and it's even now it's considered one of the you know top top games oh, out yeah. there. And it's funny because westerns don't always seem like it appeals to everybody. Um, you know, you don't see a lot of even westerns coming out into the movie theaters. I mean, they just had yeah. kind of like what they borrowed here for the for the uh, the poster for Red Dead Two, but the Magnificent Seven remake yep. came out to the movie theaters. But again, that was a remake of something that had been done many many years ago. You know, it would be cool if they could uh, implement something like the Magnificent Seven into Red Dead Redemption Two. Which they kind of hinted at. Somewhat. It seems like what it looks like in the story is is that. I think we're going to be back with Marston and Dutch and the, and, the, and the crew back when he was an outlaw. Yeah. So this one you're going to, I think maybe... Is this a prequel be, maybe? It is. Yeah. It is. It's going to take place X amount of years prior to... Because um, he dies at the end of... Yeah, spoil, spoiler alert yeah. if you haven't played Red Dead Redemption, but Marston dies. Yes. I mean, at this point, if you haven't played Red Dead Redemption, yeah, it's where too are late. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, you're going through the campaign for the second time now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the campaign is long. I mean, it's not well. A what's funny is, is not one only, day and done campaign. No, it's I mean, not well because you can do if you just sat there and even did all of the missions for Red Dead. I believe there's 80 missions total. Yeah. Now, not all those That's missions, not including side missions. Well, and, that doesn't include the fact is not all the mission parts. Yep. Because you got to remember, there's 80 missions, but some missions have multiple parts yep. to them, to and some of them you that. have to wait certain a number of days yep. in order to finish it. Yeah. Because it's not like, oh, I finished this part of the quest, I'm going to go and finish it over here. No, they'll tell you you got to come back in like two days yep. before you you can do it, and then you've got all or the little come back side in the morning missions, or you know when the sun comes right, up or, whatever. Um, or a time. You know, yep. we'll say you got to come back between these hours. Mm -hmm. The other thing is too is you got all your challenges. You know, um, you know whether it's the the hunting, trapping, the 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 sharpshooting skills, yep. the, the whole nine yards, and then there's the online multiplayer part of it. You yep. know, as far as like, you know, the playing game modes and, and certain things like that. So it has a lot to offer. We're hoping we're going to get at least the same amount out of the second one as as we got in the first one, if not even more. 
you know, we're, I'm hoping that the, the online part of it will be even more on par with, like, what's done in GTA V. Yeah. Just, obviously, in the Red Dead setting. Yep. Um, I, I, was, I was really ecstatic to see that um, it looked like you can do gun-wielding. Yep. So you can have two six-shooters out there, because to me, be cool. that's yeah. a huge thing. If, if I'm going to have a gunslinger... He, he needs to have yeah. a couple of guns to sling, you know. Well, I know we talked about other Western games with, uh, what was the other uh, game that you... The oh, Call of Juarez. Call of uh, Juarez. Guns, guns the original Call of Juarez was really fun. Not, yeah. not necessarily an open world or... No, it wasn't, there but was for a Western game, yeah. yeah. It was, but, you know, and then, and then Call of Juarez... Uh, Gunslinger. Gun, gunslinger or gunfighter, yeah. what it was called. That one was actually dubbed down even more than the original. Yeah, you know, that's kind of an arcade style thing, but you know, you still, you were able to, you know, the, the cool thing with that was is you could either be someone that was, you know, a, a marksman and use a lot of like lever action yeah. rifles, a shotgunner, or the dual yep. dual wielding pistols, you know. And, and that's and going way back to Xbox. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that these was, Western games aren't. Done very often. No, the one I it's know not. of is Gun. Uh, yeah, Gun was was played, another one, um, and that was one of the one of the only other Western games that I played where you actually got to ride the horse yourself. Yeah, it wasn't um, like you know remote controlled by the computer and you were just shooting off of it. it was, it's it's weird. Westerns aren't one of those things that it's a genre that you only see a game a Western style game every so often. Yeah, and it's the same with movies. And that's fine because I don't want them to get old. Well, it's, it's not that you get old, it's just that I think there's, as, as time goes on, there's fewer and fewer people that are interested in Westerns. Yeah. You know, I mean, I grew up as Well, a, I mean, I don't know, because you look at how popular Red Dead Redemption well, was. But, see, it takes something like Red Dead Redemption in video game form, mm -hmm. for some of these people, especially some of the younger kids and stuff that play that probably wouldn't watch a Western. Yep. You know, I grew up watching, you know, Sunday morning spaghetti Westerns with my yep. father and stuff. For, for many, many years, yeah. I've always had a thing for Westerns, but there's not a lot of Westerns in the movies. You very rarely, you know, unless Clint yeah. Eastwood was doing one or Charles Bronson or a few others, yeah. you very rarely ever saw them. And if you did, they were remakes. I mean, the Magnificent Seven was the... Yeah, that's an old, just came that's out. An old yeah. one. But you did have Young Guns yep. back in the day with, you know, when you had Kiefer Sutherland, all those guys in there. So that lent to, you know, for a while, some Westerns were popular, and you had 310 to Yuma and a few others. Well, see, Westerns Grit. really weren't that big in my time period growing up. No, I just, in my situation, I lived with my it, grandparents. Where right. It, 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 we watched Gunsmoke all the time. And yeah. See those, Bonanza. Right. Um, you know, and then, of course, you know, you've had a sudden popularity, too, in, in Westerns. You know, you've had uh, Deadwood on HBO, Hell on Wheels on AMC. Yep. And, you know, so with something like Red Dead 2 coming out now, you're going to pick up a few new people that are like, well, holy crap, this Red Dead's pretty cool. They probably went and got the first one, maybe, and they're playing it now. Yep. But now for those that <clears throat> play the new one, you're probably going to get, you know, a lot more people involved into the online aspect yep. of it if it's like GTA Five. Yep. You know. Um, yeah, that's what I said. They need. It, hopefully, they drop both of them at the same time. They almost have to at this day and age, especially with how popular I, I think so. GTA and, and Five I, was. I online. really wouldn't be surprised if, in a sense, they're kind of gearing this one more towards the online part of it, knowing full well that it's easy <laughs> enough for them to come up with the concept and story of 
of the campaign part. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, hopefully it, it meets everybody's expectation. I know, <laughs> I know it's already met mine just because of the fact they're making a second one. So yeah. I'm good. And I can tell you right now I'll probably be getting a copy for both the PlayStation and, and, and the, the Xbox. Uh, and the yeah. Xbox, just just well, in case that there's extra goodies on one and not the other. And we've been talking about a hopefully a collector's edition or something like that. With that would be awesome. Some kind of cool, yeah. like, you know, element with well, the game. I'd, I'd settle for John Marston riding on his horse, yeah. the statue or I've something. Never, I've would, never bought a collection edition, but I that would bought, have to be... Yeah, the only collector's one I got was I bought uh, Knights of the Old Republic for Star Wars, and it came yeah. with a Darth Malak yeah. statue. Right, nice statue. Um but you know those those are usually expensive. I think I paid a hundred and some odd bucks for yep. just for that, um, and the game's gone free to play. So there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll see. So hopefully, you know, we just keep seeing a few more of these games come out and just keep on par with some some good gaming and. This is a peak you know. game season right now, so yeah, this this will crank out you know everything for everybody's Christmas list. For, yeah, you know if you haven't gotten them by now, you know hopefully there'll be some good deals coming out. You know, for Black Friday and yep. uh, you know, and just before the holidays with some special package deals and hopefully this helps people out with maybe a, an opinion on how some of the games are going if you haven't played them or you know whether you're on the fence on whether you want to buy them or not or yeah. whether or not if Titanfall Two is as good as Titanfall One was the or big, even Battlefield One as good as the uh, prior yeah, the, series. The, the big thing of it is is when it comes to gaming, mm -hmm. play what you like. And don't always listen to what everybody tries to tell you, especially a lot of the critics. Yep. Um, you know, it's kind of like when they send a movie critic out, you know, and he goes out and sees movies, but he's watching a genre that he doesn't like. Yep. You really think he's going to give an honest opinion? No. There's pros and cons to every game out there. Well, of course so. there is. You know, the thing of it is, is find out what your buddies are playing, <coughs> and if you like to sit there and play with your buddies, it doesn't really matter what the game is. Yep. You don't have to be great at it. You make it You don't fun even anyway. have to, you know, like it. <laughs> you just hang out with your buddies and, and call it good. You know, it's just what it is. Well, thank you guys for listening in on this podcast, and hopefully we'll do another one down the road, maybe on some actual information after playing these games some more. Uh, you never know. So thank you guys for listening in, and we'll uh, see you next time.